Listen, players. <laughs> You're listening to the Movement, Strength and Play podcast by the School of Calisthenics. Here are your hosts, Tim and Jacko. It is podcast number 176, which uh, I always listen to other people's podcasts, Tim, and they like, they'll always they'll always sound like they know what they're doing and they've got like all the numbers laid out in front of them and I've just got it, this one out in front of me to make it sound like I know what I'm actually, actually doing this week. But uh, we've got a fascinating and very interesting podcast for you today, people. Uh, Timbo, tell them who we've got on as a, our illustrious guest. Well, we're excited to welcome back friend of the School of Calisthenics, Mr. Ben Shepherd, TV celebrity, quiz master extraordinaire, coming on to join us for the fourth part of our physical pension series. And you might hear those words, physical pension, and you don't think it's not very interesting. Well, if you've enjoyed them so far and you've got something out of it, I hope you're going to enjoy this one. But this one takes a slightly different tack. Previously, we've been talking with ex-professional athletes. Mm. Ben is a professional celebrity if you can be a professional celebrity <laughs> is that, is that really, yeah that's a, he's a professional he's, he's I think a, he's a, it's a professional hard work is it like he's a professional like just guy that does everything like full on well yeah his, his lifestyle is more like a lot of other people's where he has like sits in cars he presents tv shows he's he's got a lot of that sort of stuff he stands around for a long period of time he talks about that at length in the um in the in the podcast so it's just yeah if you if you're not a professional athlete you've been like oh, i don't know how this is relevant to me this one i think is going to bring it real home to you because this is a lifestyle that a lot of people live whether we're on tv or not yeah there was there was a pit in this podcast where i felt like there was this like deep realization where it's like and it, just the importance of investing in in what he does now, so that he can carry on enjoying his body moving forward, is uh, yeah. The, 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 you, you, the, the realness of that and the realization of that, I felt like literally came across in the conversation. So, so listen out for that. And um, there's a few little funny tidbits around um, squatting in the shower and all these types of things. Um, he's been following a program with us uh, in the new coaching app. Um, but I just wanted a little disclaimer to say I did, I, and I've been the one that's uh, designing his program for him. I, I, at no point did I tell him he has to do a squat in the shower. I just wanted to be to be clear on that from the off. But, uh, if you are interested in getting coaching from the the Scorecast and its expert coaching team, then uh, our brand new app. I'm sure if you haven't heard about that yet, where have you been? It's a brand new app for you to get one-on-one personalized program design and ongoing coaching online with the coach team. The details are in the show notes. Um, and uh, if you're interested, get involved with that the places are limited because you work with the actual coach and um you know places are limited because there's only a certain number of people that we're able to service at any one time do you want to know what i've been doing in the shower jacko you i know i know <laughs> if you've been having fun, fun with your hands in the shower you've been handstand in the shower no my shower's not that big unfortunately um, <laughs> i just got a glass door so it'd be a real health and safety hazard um i have a confession to make and this week particularly oh. i have been getting a little bit addicted to my epsom salts on Ooh. the basis that um, I use them when I've, I've sleep has been elusive at times recently. Um, got a baby in the house and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I was like, I need, I need a knockout sleep. So I, had, I got I got back involved with my Epsom salts in the shower. So you put them in like a pie in your hand. I do it twice, right? Here's my little routine. So Epsom salts in the hand, a little bit of shower gel on top, go for it, like lathering, do that twice, and then off to bed. And it's it, like I've genuinely shifted my whole routine around in the day so I can shower at night before I go to bed. I mean, some people go, "Why don't you just have two showers?" Well, do you know? What oh, I mean? so you I don't shower in the morning? Well, I do normally, but I don't want to. I don't want to use my Epsom salts in the morning because I want the bedtime effect. So, but if I'm going to train in the day, I'll often shower at night, train, and then. But yeah, basically, I'm probably not showering enough. But when I'm showering, <laughs> I'm loving my Epsom salts. Is what I'm trying to get across to the people because they're great. And I this just. It's that when you wake up in the morning after one of those nights of sleep and you slept through, you've not even had to get up to go to the toilet for a wee, which at my age of 40 years old is becoming more <laughs> of a problem. That's an investment um, in physical pension right there. It is. It's just, oh, it is. There are, there are a few words to explain the bliss that you feel in the morning. Yes. Well, um, without without trying to make this end up going too long, I've got just a little bit of a, a confession, a confession sort of bath story. You're never going to stop me being a bath guy, but I had a, um, a catastrophe, Tim, my um my uh i had a leak bath leak meant that we couldn't use the bath not only i mean that was the major problem was not being able to have my epsom salt bath uh, but obviously there was like water coming down into the kitchen um and i myself 
uh, managed to change like the whole uh, I think they call it the uh, the, the the bath waste is was mm. the technical term um, I did semi sort of break something along the way and it did take a few days and a video call to my mate who is not an official plumber but does plumbing type activities and uh, he did a video call with me explaining that to it and uh, I'm back in, back in the bath game baby uh, back in the bath game problem is I broke the this the like thing so that when I press it down it doesn't actually stay down we've got this like rubber thing that goes on top now and I'm sharing far too much but all it means is I'm back having like some salt bass after a couple of days off and uh, thank you to Newton Wood for providing the uh, highest quality Epsom salts so that we know we're bathing in just pure magnesium sulfate and no additives, no nothing else, all of that junk, nothing else in it. And uh, you can get those at schoolcarsets.com. Links will be in the show notes. You, they come in these little sachets from them so that you can literally just buy one and test it out and go, is it is it is it real? Is it true? What Jack, Tim and Jack are saying? Um, I've been using Epsom salts for probably about 20 years. I think I've probably said like from when I first started playing, we were about 18 years old. So something used in a very long time, but getting the best quality ones um, has been... Uh, a uh, an added bonus from Newton Wood, who are this week's sponsors of the podcast. Right, Jacko, sit back and relax, and let's get into the podcast with Mr. Ben Shepherd for his second outing on what is now known as the Movement Strength and Play podcast. It was the School of Calisthenics podcast. It's confusing. It's the same thing. It's us chatting about cool stuff. And here is Mr. Ben Shepherd. Roll that jingle. <laughs> so ben welcome back i'm gonna say back to the podcast although you may or not may not know but you probably do because i'm sure you're an avid listener of the podcast but we've renamed we are now the movement strength and play podcast so welcome to the movement strength and play podcast I've, I'm, I'm all up for a bit of movement, strength and play, as you both know. So it's exciting to be back in the newly rebranded, relaunched, rechristened podcast. <laughs> Good. And, um, you know, for those, uh, uh, you know, everyone, will, there'll be a lot of people will obviously know who you are. And some of you may have listened. If you haven't done, we actually did a, a podcast quite a, bit, a few months ago now. Um, but you've actually started your, your calisthenics journey uh, a long time ago and actually been to one of our first ever uh, workshops. So people mm-hmm. can listen to the detail. That. What I want to talk about more today is this idea of investing in our physical pension. And I guess my first question to, to kick things off to you is like how this uh, particular conversation started. I th- my memory is that you commented on a post that was, um, let's call it a relatively simple um, hip sort of mobilization or something exercise. You're like, my hips need a bit of this love. Um, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> like, talk to me. Like, we're, we're, we're starting to push this... Um, this message of investing in our physical pension, like your your hips talking to you because I want to talk to your hips and talk to you about that. So yeah. How, what did that, what did that start like for you? Was it a bit of a, Ooh, I should be able to do that. I tried it and like, Oh, crikey, that feels horrible. First of all, I should point out the way you made that sound. It sounded (laughs) like I was saying to you, I need a bit of this love. Uh, (laughs) I I wasn't calling you love. I was, what I was saying was I need a bit of this, this love, as in, I need some hips help. Yes, <laughs> yes. Let's call it hip, hip, hip help rather than love. Hip help. But I do love you both, as you know. Uh, <laughs> Even though Jacko just gave so, you a probably so, backhanded compliment. I was like, oh, you saw a video of this really simple thing that you probably can't do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I he do this all the time. I'm, uh, I see stuff and I'm like, oh, I'll try that. And I'm like, oh, my word, that's ridiculous. Yeah, like, that's really hard, yeah. Uh, I did, I did, I, yeah, so I think it was, um, it was a deep squat, wasn't it? And And someone was doing a sort of bit of deep squat mobility through the hips. And I'm, you know, I've, I've sort of got to the age of 46, uh, 47 this year. And we've talked about this in the past. I'm very conscious of, I have a, uh, a weak lower back. I played a lot of rugby, particularly uh, not to the standard view boys, obviously, but um, I, my body has undoubtedly developed in a way that uh, was built around short, first sports uh so sort of big thighs strong glutes uh all that sort of malarkey but then weak lower back then i started doing a lot of running because i really started enjoying my running and then i just hammered my discs particularly uh badly so i have a, a i have a sort of a 
a susceptibility to injury through my lower back um, and weakness there. Um, and what I've come to understand, and this has a lot to do with my calisthenics journey, is is my flexibility. My flexibility is way better now than it ever was when I was a young man and playing lots of rugby and football. And I think there's a sort of bit of um, bravado about the fact you can't <laughs> touch your toes when you're in your 20s and your 30s. And you're kind of like, look at me, yeah, I'm rubbish at this. I can't get my leg up there when you try and someone, you see someone. When you, and I think back to it now and I think, you know, if I'd invested then to ensure that I was still flexible and agile now, I'd be in a completely different shape. My, my boys, uh, my, my eldest has really got into his running and, and training and weight training and calisthenics and bits and pieces. And it's really exciting to see because he's, he started having a few sort of problems because he's doing a lot of mileage. And he's worked out because I've been talking to him, you know, stretching is such a key part of this that no one really told us in the 80s at school and the 90s. And then they kind of told us and they never really made anybody do it. Uh, and I can see the benefit he's getting from that, which is great because he's only 15. Um, and so I, I sort of, I understand the importance of it. But what, what particularly happened was when I saw that post and I thought, because I get, a, if, I, if I sort of, in the morning, my lower back is really stiff, particularly. I have a lot of stiffness through my hamstrings, through my lower back, um, and, and my, my Achilles and my feet. So I have to sort of warm myself up slowly. And if I can go into a deep squat through my hips, I undoubtedly there is some tightness through my glutes, through my groin, through my, um, my hip flexors, and all of that impacts on my lower back. I can feel that sort of... Mm dragging my pelvis my pelvis isn't quite aligned properly so if i can work on that then it allows me to do everything else it's, that makes a lot of ease. sense ben we've, we've spoken as part of this series to a couple of the people who are ex-athletes um and they're sort of they've they've also had that same kind of story of coming out of sport having played at quite a high level and and the bodies have been smashed around and broken up a little bit i'm interested from your perspective because there'll be loads of people listening to this who are probably sat in their car and then they go to work and, and sit down and they're like enthusiastic trainers and they want to get into the gym after or before work or lunchtime or mm. whatever but your lifestyle from a from a professional perspective what do you think that has an impact on the sort of aches pains niggles that you feel and, and does it compound on top of those things that you got from your sporting background that is now actually made worse by probably traveling quite a lot, sitting down quite a lot, waiting around for production, all that sort of stuff. I imagine, Kat, I imagine this, the seats in your sports car uh, are not great for your lower back, are they? But it's that's, you just, in you the just take that on the chin. The like, yeah. is, uh, is really comfortable. <laughs> I've got, you need a driver, I've sit got, in the back, get a driver. I've, I've got, you know, this is the most brilliant yeah. thing. I've got a, I've got a different car from when you last saw me, uh, and and worse seats. But because the seats is because the seats are so uncomfortable uh, for me, because I'm a middle aged man, uh, we're having a massive midlife crisis, uh, hence having the ridiculous car. I've actually got like a, one of those middle aged men's sort of lower back booster things to put in. <laughs> <laughs> My mum's got one of those. <laughs> they're really they're really comfortable, you... Jacko. Let me tell you, it's fabulous. Well, it... Are you, you you can you can say no if you don't want to, but do you, can you say what the car is? It's just a Mercedes. We'll leave it there. It's a Mercedes. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, like the uh, is it the Batmobile version Mercedes? That like crazy one. It doesn't one. fly, uh, but, but, <laughs> but not far off it. Um, <clears throat> it would do if it didn't have it wasn't being weighed down by your back support. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I wasn't worried about getting caught by the uh, police. Um, but yeah, so so it's but it's not sitting around actually. Uh, interestingly, right. Tim, because I don't, um, majority of my work, not when I'm doing the breakfast show, because I work on, I mean, I don't know if any, a number of your podcast listeners might not be in the UK, so they might not know, but so I, I host a breakfast show in the UK and that is sitting down at the desk and that's fine because that's first thing in the morning. But I also film a quiz and now the quiz is where I, I'm in Bristol at the minute filming this mm -hmm. quiz and I get to work and we start recording at nine o'clock and we usually finish between, somewhere between five thirty and six. And I'm stood up all day between. So, so I'm stood for the record and actually the standing up causes more of an issue. Yeah. Um, and I've tried a few things while I've been stood. So if you've ever watched though, the quiz that I host is, is called tipping point and I stand behind a podium and I'm reading questions off the podium and talking to the contestants and stuff, but you can't see sort of below my waist and in the past, in order to try and help my pelvis and try and help my lower back and to keep my glutes engaged, I've actually 
put a strap on around a, put a I strap on <laughs> so you're still saying strap on <laughs> so I've put a strap like a, so I've got a rubber a strap band around yeah so I put a strap around my thighs so quite a tight strap around my thighs uh, which just is as a sort of a physical reminder for me to keep my glutes turned on because that allows me to sort of tilt my pelvis back a little bit and take a little bit of the pressure off my lower back so some records I've actually done it with the strap on uh <laughs> just just so I'm, so I've got a physical because yeah. I come off like if I come off between rounds and often so between each round when we're recording uh, one of the questions team will come over and I'll go through the next bit for that next round and I'm stretching I'm always stretching I'm always doing sort of a standing up um pigeon pose you know with your leg really high I've got my leg up somewhere just I'm constantly just stretching and and so the the filming um, it's a long answer to a short question, Tim. Sorry, but the the filming does compound the issue yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but it's not the sitting down. Ironically, it's standing up. It's that constant standing, and and I have a sort of a, an exaggerated curvature in my lower back, and that doesn't help either. Yeah. I was just thinking I we may well have lost in, uh, half of the international audience oh. who've never seen Tipping Point because they've gone to go and watch something. See, it sounds a bit fruitier than what they would probably thought it might be. <laughs> 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 <It's> like... <laughs> So I was Googling, so what's a, a strap on? Strap on. <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube. Um, yeah, no, and loads of people get that. Uh, and you'd, you'd be surprised how many people will get like back pain when they go to a gig and they've got to stand around for sort of three, four hours. And, and it's mm. that sort of stuff, which you actually think we, we kind of put a lot of, of uh, blame on sitting and it's the new smoking and that sort of stuff. And it is it is detrimental. Um, but it's it's almost like standing and standing for long periods of time is almost a test of that system of being can you just actually posturally hold yourself in space for long periods of time without mm. let's use like really kind of simple terminology but like the wrong muscles trying to take over or we losing support because we just haven't got that stability and and that just that's all comes from history right that's just a magnification of of, of kind of tightness or restrictions or like you see your sporting background the disc issues it's a it's a tough one for people to 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 deal with because by being in pain in everyday life is a is a tough gig right it's not it's not a, an enjoyable thing at all oh, it's boring it's really really boring i don't i don't i mean i'm talking to you about it now but i don't tend to talk about it anymore because it's just really boring and, and and if anybody ever says to me how you how's your back it's all it always aches and stuff and i'm and, I, and i'm very conscious of the fact that you know, I've just got to get on with it. Mm. I don't want to stop being able to train. I want to be, because that's really important to me. I want to keep being able to to run a little bit, not as much as I used to, but get on the spin bike. I've got a rower now as well. And I'm very sort of very conscious of not doing too much of that and making sure my form's okay. I don't want to compromise that because I know how important that is to my mental health. So I've got to just work out a way of living with it and dealing with it. Um, so yeah. everything is more, uh, has more potential and more and more adaptable without it stopping me doing stuff and, and making me grumpy and, 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 and I can be quite grumpy it, it, as well. So. We've all been there, whether it's a short-term injury or if it's particularly when it's longer-term like pain mm. and ongoing stuff, like it just grinds you down if it won't, if it won't seemingly go away. And I always think of like when you also, when you're injured or when you're in pain, you, and it, when it goes on, particularly when it goes on for a long time, you lose sight of like what it's like to not have that. And, and you like, can't imagine you know, I'm uh, never going to yes. be better. And I think, yes. and one of the things would be, totally. this is probably, that there is there is science and there is stuff that, that would sort of prove this, but like believing mentally first of like, I can, we can change this and we can improve it is is definitely um, one step. Um, mm. The other thing that was just blinking about was, um, you're saying you want it, you don't want to like give up, or, you know, you've got to find ways to, to work around it and things. And you don't want to not do the things that, that are good for your mental health, enjoy, yeah. enjoying yeah. exercise and that. Yeah, and we say, we we often say like movement is medicine, and actually the thing that you've described is um, still it wasn't sitting, it was standing, but it was like a long period of very stationary, static position, and so it can be that staticness that that um, paralyzes us is like is the wrong word, but you know yeah. what I mean. Um, so keeping moving and keeping that is going to be. Um, important and there's some context that I can give you from my when I when I was um, my first job out, out out of school of being 16 17 part-time I worked in the dry cleaners Ooh. at Safeway right. which is now Morrison's um, and I was the second fastest at um, I made us do races of like how fast you could like press a pair of trousers I was second fastest and I was anyway in the Nottingham brand second but, fastest um, 
I, yeah, I know. There was a lady there. She was very good. Um, I, if we did a shift for like three hours and you were stood up the whole time, my lower back would be in bits. And I was like a 16, 17-year-old lad, like thriving rugby player. Um, and a lot of that I put, and you talked about hamstrings, hamstring things, the same. And a lot of that I put down to, um, Tim's told this story plenty of times before, but just like core, lower core being just not doing the job that it's that it's meant to do. And mm. there's definitely... Uh, there's definitely things that we can do to help improve us, like whether we can completely get rid of like the, some of these pains and things altogether. Uh, but there's definitely things that we can do. And the, the more that I've learned from the years of, of training and things now, and you go through all these different phases of thinking, you know, a lot then you feel, you, know, you don't know a lot and then you learn some more and this, and a lot of the time, a lot of stuff comes back to him and Tim will, Tim I'm sure will back this up of like, we need there'll be something that just needs to be made stronger, and it might not be like maximally stronger, but just like some if we can strengthen up and in that scenario, like can we strengthen up? you're talking about keeping the glutes and can we get those glutes integrating in with some of the lower core mm. musculature and, and help to stabilize that and support that pelvis and that spine alignment so that it's it's not sort of like taking so much load um so yeah there's yeah there's... I, I think maybe uh, like while you're talking about that as well, I think maybe the other thing is I need to um Maybe I need to reframe how I think about it just in terms of sort of saying, look, you know what, I'm 46. I've done an awful lot of physical exercise. I don't want to have to compromise on the amount that I do, but I still do compared to certainly compared to my friends. I still do a hell of a lot. I still keep myself in good shape. I, I work really hard at it because I really enjoy it and I get a lot from it. So I still push my body. Um, and maybe that's just it's a residual side effect of, of training hard is, you know, you're going to have to work. You're going to have to deal with the fact that it's it your body's going to be uncomfortable if you're going to, if you're going to make yourself uncomfortable because you want to see gains and that's obviously what's going to happen, then there's going to be side effects to that. I think that what I, what I'm more and more conscious of though, and it comes back to that sort of clip that I saw of the person doing the really because good deep squat is that the, the, the satisfy that, that the important bit is the satisfaction that you get from becoming more flexible. And, and, and I, and I can see myself as I'm getting a bit older my priorities changing away from needing to lift loads or needing to be able to hold myself upside down or do muscle ups and all that sort of stuff as lovely and as brilliant and as satisfying as that is to being able to, to, to do a downward dog or being able to sort of sit carefully and with in a, in a, in a splits and sort of, you know, relax my hips and all that. I think that would become my challenge that I will get as much satisfaction from no, that, no, which definitely. sounds a bit weird. Definitely, yeah. I think I'm 100% there on that. There's some interesting, like, changing that thought process that, you, that you're, you're dead right on. In that, I, I still think it's important to be strong for the life that you want to have, you want to, you want to lead. I think where the bit of mm -hmm. the, 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 um, the conflict comes in of how you might have trained before, and I was exactly the same, and how you want to move in the future, is that we, we would have prioritized traditionally often sort of things that were high tension. So we want to lift a lot of weight or we're going to do a huge amount of volume. And those those things, I mean, look at bodybuilders. They're tight people. They're built up and they're wound up pretty tight. And, and powerlifters are often yeah. the same. The guys that have actually ironically got it really, really right is um, Olympic lifters. You see those guys who are flexible. They move well. You've got mm. big guys who are strong at the same time. Mm. But those guys do a lot of mo work in those mobility positions. And, and I, I know that there's large um, Olympic lifters, some of the big guys, they do some gymnastics-type movements. I'm sure there's many of them doing yoga sort of patterns. And I think it's uh, – Jack and I have spoken about this because Jacko said to me a while ago, oh, I don't really think I need to be able to be that strong. What, I, how strong do I want to be when I'm 70? Just be – just start getting that strong. And I was like, I think you're right. But at the same time, you need to put some deposits in that bank because you're going to lose strength. and It's going to be harder as you get older to get mm -hmm. that back. So strength, I think, is still a massive priority. It's much easier to, uh, to just enjoy life when you've got that strength. I think it's how that, what sort of range mm -hmm. of movement you want to be strong in it becomes a bit of an interesting conversation because we traditionally might have done a squat deadlift and those very good frontal, sorry, sagittal plane front to back type movements. But then you go, well, I've got this hips, got all this other stuff and I might want to ski or I might want to go and do an obstacle course race or, or whatever it might be. And you're like, well, to, to mm. remain, to maintain the ability to do those things, I need to be strong in all these other different ways, but not strong, like stupidly strong. I need to be like, strong in the world kind of strong like how what does that look like and i've definitely changed my mindset around that of going 
Well, I train at home. I don't yeah. have a lot of weight at home. So I just overload different patterns and just get sort of generally quite strong. And generally quite strong is probably 80% stronger than the majority of the population, but in different shapes. But do you think, though, I mean, I think, interestingly, because you're the two of you have uh, been on such an extraordinary uh, journey in terms of your physical exploration and what it is you do and the training that you do. Do you think you're stronger now than you were when you were playing rugby? Because I think that the training I do now makes me stronger. I'm not necessarily, I can't necessarily lift more weights and all that sort of stuff, but I feel stronger. I feel like my, my, my body is in a much more powerful condition than it yeah, ever was I, I before. I think on that, like it, it definitely depends on how you define strength. So I, might, I can certainly not bench press as much as I could when I was trying to do bench press four times a week. Um, but if you... If it, and, and when, you, when, when I say the word athletic, if I say I'm more athletic than I was previously, like yeah, when I, often when I think athleticism, I think about speed training, agility training. That I was a winger in rugby, so that was kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I've lost a lot of that because I don't train it anymore. But I do feel generally much more sort of like stitched together, much more capable, much more adaptable. And I'll sort of hold like someone like Bruce Lee up as a little bit of a, as a role model from that side of things, small guy, but extremely powerful and could move extremely well. Um, and it, massively athletic. Mm. I would much rather have that kind of physique and athleticism than just being a big lump that can't do a huge amount of stuff. So I don't know if you, Jack is definitely sure. not, like you, some of the weight training that you did, your strength is very different now to what it was when you were playing. I mean, if, uh, I feel like I'm in a different body Apart, and, and, and in a good way but the only thing I'd like if I could have just get rid of all the other it's like my new body but it's still got like the broken bones and injuries of the old body but yeah like uh, training my tra- training now is so different to, to when I was playing rugby it's not necessarily comparable and it's it's uh, it's also an unfair comparison in that uh, what a couple of times a week I'd get battered around by some big blokes. Um, well, if we went and played rugby now, Jackie, we'd night. get absolutely mullered, wouldn't we? I, I'm in no way ready <laughs> yeah, for so contact whatsoever. There's none of, most people, most people, we talk to lads when they finish playing rugby, they're like, oh, yeah, body feels great. Um, and it's like, because we're not doing any physical contact anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're a bit, so you're a bit touch shy, <laughs> yeah. essentially, yeah. right? Because you're, you're not getting the touch yeah. as much, like the, the big hit. And the showers, miss the but showers. But the other parts, and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's standard. But, but, but the other part of the strength that you have through the agility and the flexibility and, the, and, and just the, the way your body can move now, yeah. you know, in, in, in doing a handstand. The variations or flag, flag and or, the, the versatility, I would say, uh, and the mobility, yeah. but more like just being able to like explore lots of different things, like... I I I would be a terrible rugby player now, but I'm not playing rugby anymore. So it's sort of you you start doing the things that you want to do, and yeah. you like like we were all discussing about this whole physical pain thing. Want to enjoy, um, want to enjoy my body for 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 as long as possible. And the thing that I probably get um, the, the, when when I, when we used to lift weights for playing rugby, I used to like I, I used what I didn't realize at the time was I thought I loved lifting weights. But what I actually loved was just getting better to be able to then play rugby. Whereas now, mm. I, and when, when I stopped playing rugby and, and did some weightlifting initially and then got very bored of it very quickly, I realised that it wasn't lifting weights that motivated me. It was the, the playing. So the thing that, and, and I guess because a game was always a challenge, you didn't know what was going to happen. And the thing that I probably find enjoyment and the challenge aspects now in training is like, can you try and do that thing? Can you put yourself in that weird position? Do you see someone else do something and go, I think I should be able to do that. And then you try it. And some of the, sometimes you can, and other stuff you're like, yeah, crikey, why can't I do that? And then you're like, then you work it out. So I'm too tight there and I'm too weak there. So then you work on it. And there's just this, there's a problem solving element that I really enjoy to that. Um, and probably less hammering myself now as I get a little bit, older and probably a little bit more mature I was probably I, I think I started my all of first say five years of trying to do calisthenics with a rugby mindset I just don't think that was that helpful um at times mm-hmm. um yeah whereas now I've sort of it's like can you do that get into a really weird position and then get out of it <laughs> quite like that <laughs> I, I, I look at my um it's interesting because my dad is uh 77 this year 
just before lockdown. Um, and he played a lot of rugby um, when he was younger. Uh, actually, to, to really quite late on in his life, certainly into his sort of mid to late 40s, he was playing club, club rugby. And um, and I, I see my dad now, and he's got bad knees, and his knees, his knees sort of collapsed a little bit. And we realised that he he has um, uh, arrhythmia, so he, his heart gets out of uh, of uh, rhythm right. every now and again. Yeah. So he can't train ridiculously hard, but he had done absolutely nothing, no strength. So he was really struggling, and he'd lost all, any strength around his knees. And just mm-hmm. before the first lockdown, I got in touch with a good friend of mine that I used to play rugby with back home where my mum and dad still are, and, and Paul still is. And Paul started doing a couple of training sessions with my mum and dad, just some light personal training sessions. So for the first time in ages, and giving them some exercise to do, the first time in ages, my dad started lifting a bit of weight, not lifting weight, lifting weight, but sort of yeah. just stuff to put a bit of strength back into some of his joints. And it, he saw such a dramatic change in those first sort of six to eight weeks, just in terms of, and my mum was doing it too, so they're doing it together. And, you know, just the getting out of a chair, going upstairs, going for a walk, he was less out of breath doing those things. And then, of course, lockdown happened and, and then, you know, I've got elderly parents and, and you don't want, you want them to shield. So we've not done it yet, but we really need to re-engage that because he's kept the walking up because he has to keep so many steps up because he keeps an eye on his heart rate and all that sort of stuff. But, but when we're talking about physical pension, I look at my dad and realize there was very little that was done. And he's got himself into a situation now where his mobility, his agility, his flexibility, his strength is really, really, really poor. And that is impacting negatively on what he can do and how, where he can go and all those sorts of things. And it's bound to be a degradation as we get older. Of course there is. But if I can put in sort of the, the deposits now, as you guys are describing them, hopefully when, I'm, when I am at that age, I will still be able to play golf. I'll still be able to, you know, my two boys who are 16 and 14, they might have a family when they're old. I'll still be able to run around the garden with, with potentially some grandkids, who knows, or whatever it might be. And I, kind of, and I look at that and I think that has to be my goal is to make sure that I can still do what I want to be able to do no matter how old I am and I'm not restricted because I've made some decisions now that haven't been thought through, that haven't had some foresight in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's definitely true. Like my, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say a little bit, a very quick, a little bit like my actual financial pension that I've yet to start. <laughs> I'm going <gonna, I'm> <laughs> to regret that when I'm well, 60. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 well exactly i mean you know they're, 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 it's a different sort of uh it might be a, a different theme but it's exactly yeah. the same uh sort of uh, lesson isn't it yeah i think that this, the, the difficult thing about this sort of stuff is it's like anything you don't know what how important it is until you till it's gone and, and we've i've kind of bounced a phrase mm-hmm. around a little bit that movement is life and as soon as you can't move anymore then life gets pretty miserable um, and I've seen that in, in people in, in, in my wife's parents have um, worked so hard their whole life and, and being successful only to get to a stage in their later years where they actually now have got the time and the finances that they've worked so hard to achieve and then not really have the physicality to be able to enjoy it to the maximum. They would love to travel. They would love to, to go and see the mm. more of the world. But sitting on a plane for 10 or 12 hours is just... Is, is difficult and, and then they pay for it and they are making strides back in the right direction now but it, it's it's so much more difficult um to do that when you are that bit older and your body just doesn't want to adapt that well and i, and I think part of that um i suppose we're probably talking to preaching to the choir on some of this because a lot of people listening to this are not likely to be massively sedentary but if they have got sort of sedentary parents or relatives or, or people that they're working towards I, I personally have found this quite a bit of a challenge so it'd be great to get your thoughts Ben on on how do we change people's mindsets and behaviors who are in that stage of life where because let's be honest old people get a little bit stuck in the ways don't they and, they, and like changing something quite radically is is a bit of a challenge yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely I mean I, I sort of I, yeah, my mum and dad I think ultimately, and this has to happen and it will undoubtedly have happened with a lot of the people that I'm sure follow you guys and do your workouts, come to your classes. You've got to be ready to want to make that change yourself because you can have as many people that really love you and care for you saying, you've got to change this. You've got to do a bit more of this. You've got to do a bit more of that. And it just is nagging and it's annoying and you want them to shut up until you get to that point where you're ready to make that change. And you realize that something fundamentally needs to change. Um, 
you're not going to get there. So it's, 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 so, so what happened with my, my dad, particularly, he, you know, his, we could have said to him loads and loads, look, dad, you need to do a bit more. You need to do a bit more stuff. His knee collapsed as he was going down the stairs, some stairs and he bruised himself really badly and cut his, his head. And it didn't collapse because there was anything wrong with it. It was just the strength. He just had no strength. And he said, I've got no strength. So I said, okay, would you be willing to do this? And he wanted to make the change because he realized that it was really stopping him now. And it had got to the point where he really needed to do something. Ideally, you get there before that. Right? Ideally, you don't make yeah. it sort of so dramatic that everybody panics and it could you could do some serious damage. You know, fortunately, he didn't do too much damage. Um, uh, it, I think one of the things for me as well. And if I've seen a couple of friends that have done sort of quite dramatic changes in their lifestyles and stuff, it's about finding something that you're interested in. I, I think actually my son, Sam's quite an interesting example because he's 15 now. He's nearly 16 and uh, really loved football and team sports. He's a really big kid for his age. So he's about six foot three now. He's way bigger than me. He's enormous. He just, it's, it's, he's far too big for my life. <laughs> he just comes past and pats me on the head and says, all right, dad, um, he's, he's a wagon and, and, it, and, and sort of has got that size that I would have loved as a, cause I could have been a professional rugby player if I was six foot three, undoubtedly I would have been amazing. <laughs> of course I'm not, I'm five foot 10 and was absolutely hopeless, but he, he, so he loved team sports, but was never, you know, didn't excel necessarily really enjoyed it. And then in the first lockdown, one of his very good friends uh, is a fantastic runner. So at 14 could do like a 16, 17 minute 5k, you know, really, wow. really shit hot runner. And Sam realized that we live by a park that Henry, his mate, was going running. So he thought, oh, I'll go. So we started running. And this has been the advent of Sam changing his life dramatically as a, as a sort of 14-year-old, 15-year-old, because he found something that he really enjoyed. And then he really enjoyed the sort of the challenge of getting a bit better, doing a bit more. And he's gone from running. I remember us doing park run the first time, and it was 37 minutes. Uh, and then... Most recently, he did it in 19 minutes or something like that. And that's, say, that's 30, in the space what, of a year and a half. Did you have a sausage sandwich and a bacon cob on the way around? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it, uh, well, that was, that, so the problem is, I mean, at the time, he would have been about 13, yeah. 12, 13. His little brother came with us as well. So we walked yeah. a bit, we ran a bit, we walked a bit, we ran a bit. But it was, that was about me trying to go, God, I've got to get yeah. the boys to do some stuff. They're not doing enough team sports. There wasn't enough games. There wasn't enough. I worked on Sundays at the time, so they weren't going to play rugby and football on a Sunday on the weekend as well. But me trying to get them into it wasn't working. Me going, come on, you've got to do it. Come on, let's go and do it, wasn't working. It was him finding it himself and getting inspired by it that really, really worked. So when you're trying to get people to make a change, they, I think they've got to want to make that change. Now, as soon as they want to make that change, they are incentivized to do it. And, and the, I think the advent of the internet and YouTube and Instagram and what you guys do and the offering that is out there, there are so many of... Uh, uh, sort of avenues for them to explore in terms of finding something that will really help them. Just want to check, um, and ben, sorry, that, uh, I just wanted to say that 37 minute 5k, you didn't do that with your strap on, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's, I'm not sure that's allowed in public. Uh, keep the glutes fine, keep the glutes fine, keep the glutes fine. <laughs> I had to, I was dragging two children around. Literally everything was working. I didn't well, need nineteen strap. minutes now though, that's shifting. I mean flying now, absolutely flying, and loves it. And 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 he's got his his Strava and he checks in on his Strava and it's cycling and running and he wants to get mm. into maybe triathlons and stuff. Uh, but he had to get there himself because as much as I wanted him to do it, because I knew how much I benefited from it all the pushing of me trying to get him to do it wasn't working. It was sort of going the other way. And then lots of people get like that. You, you know, when you've got a super sport billy mate, that's just really annoying that they're always doing stuff. They've got to find, they've got to find that incentive. They've got to find that, that moment, which makes them go, right, this has to change now. And it might be seeing a picture of themselves on holiday and they didn't realize it might be watching someone on telly who's really inspired them. It might be, like me seeing that clip of yours, Jacko, where, where the, the person had done an amazing sort of deep squat and their hips look mm. really, and I think, I want to be able to do that. Mm. That's inspired me, and I love doing bits and pieces. You know, there was, there was find the thing that they want to be able to do. And, and the other thing that's really important, because we're so bloody impatient, aren't we? We just want to be there tomorrow. I want to be able to do my handstands now, and I know that that's a really slow journey that is taking me forever. But you know what? 
it, the, the investment that we put into it and the time we take over it, the longer you put into it, the more benefit you're going to get. The more we, deposits we make, Jacko, the better yeah. you're going to feel at 65 when you draw your pension, right? Yeah. And the more reward, you, you that sense of achievement and that, that reward feeling yeah. that you get when you've done it. And what you mentioned there, but what in, what inspired you or got this, got this started, I want to, um, if we can finish off by just delving into that a little bit, um, mm. potentially putting you on the spot a little bit of, um, so you, you saw that and it, it was, I think it was Tim in a, in a deep squat and we were talking about one of the, some of the movements in there and it's just sort of sat in that position like, and it looks super yes. easy. Yeah. You know, I want to be yeah. able to do that. Um, so we, we've uh, you've been you've been um, working on the the new uh, coaching app that, that's out now and available for people, and uh, I'm I'm actually working with you on that. And you know we did a little assessment of your squat at the beginning, and then you've been having some sessions to work through. Like how's that been going, and what sort of what sort of insight was there from that squat assessment where I you know said you know these are things we need to work on, and and then trying to put some of those things in place. I think one of the things, well, I mean, like all of us, we lead busy lives and it's about doing it yep. and staying on it and being consistent with it and doing a little bit each day. Undoubtedly, the greatest stretch in the world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the best, the greatest, the best. The world's, the world's greatest, greatest stretch. stretch. The world's greatest stretch. Um, Tim does it a lot better than I do it. <laughs> but as a bit of mobility flow, I really enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, and I enjoy sort of having a flow of movement to use rather than just static yeah. stretches. I find very, very painful and yeah. dull. Uh, and it feels a little bit more functional as well. And I love that about calisthenics. I love the idea that actually what I'm training is what my body does all day, every yeah. day. So if I'm helping that, oh, that's great. The deep squat as well is is way, way better. It depends on what part of the day it is, yeah. though. So first thing in the morning, I'll get in the shower and I will I will. I will do a deep squat in the shower, but often With I'm having to. <laughs> no, 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 that's not, no, no, that's that's not in. That doesn't make it into the shower. Uh, I, but I, what I, I do have to do is I have to support myself behind me with the wall because you know because obviously it's it, at first thing in the morning my, I don't have enough strength. But slowly, like I'll, I'll I'll sit I'll sit in the shower for a bit, shower, and then I'll slowly build up the strength, and I can hold that deep squat for longer. And when we say deep squat, it's like a really like yeah. right on your haunches. It's 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 you know, I've been I was I was looking at some pictures of, of fifteen years ago I was filming in India and we were yeah. at the Taj Mahal. And I'll never forget sort of I mean it's an extraordinary place, but what was incredible was some of the local people um just in that position, yeah, just day. chatting. And they just sit there uh, sort of you know, and there's not and it was it was it was sort of hypnotic. And that's just naturally the way they are. Yeah. They have conditioned themselves to sit yeah. and chat to their it's mates. A resting it is yeah. a resting position, it's but that... it's not a resting position if you've, if you've become detrained or unaccustomed to it. Uh, just for clarification for the listeners, yeah. uh, at no point in Ben's program that was personalised to him did I say he had to do deep squats in the shower. I just wanted to, just in case someone was thinking, <laughs> oh, yeah, I might, I might get involved in that. And then but, going, oh, but... I'm not sure about my, that. That sounds a bit slippy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But but I think, so when I'm saying what what happens is you've got to remember to do it and it's got to be something that I do regularly and, and, and that's just become something that I've started doing. So yeah. I'll always stretch first thing in the morning. I get up, I go and jump in the shower and it's a place where I can stretch because I've yeah. obviously got a lot of hot water. You have it stacking. Well, kind of you've got the habit relaxing. of going in the shower and just chicken another one in there. Yeah. yeah. And then what is it? Is it 21 days in a row you do something and then it becomes something I've you read do recently without thinking? It's I don't know what, that, it's going what up. the rules is on that. I know, you've got to keep going. Is it 60? Oh, jeez. That might be why I forget every now and again. But, yeah. but it, it means I do it. It means I do it and I give it a little practice. And undoubtedly, um, I do feel the benefit from it. Um, I think the shower is a great place to... Um... Well, no, because you, you were saying that, um, like, like the, the idea of habit stacking is where we like something that we already do and you know, you just automatically do it and it's there. You like just attach something else to it. And I, when I was, this is just not related to squatting in the shower, but used when I was playing rugby, I used mm. to like to uh, make use of visualization techniques to, yeah. to help practice skills. You know, actually doing the thing. And I actually found the shower was the best place that I would do that. And it was like every day in the shower. So like, well, I just used to visualize some of the skills that I knew as a player I'd have to practice. And it was, yeah. um, 
yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a something bit of a weird to place to do, yeah. but it made but you, sense but, to me. But, but it's something you've got to do where you, the, the practicality of what you're in there to do, which is to clean, to wake up and sort yourself out. You do without thinking, right? Mm. That just happens. It's just instinct. So therefore, you can pay, you can put your body in a position whereby you're. Th- uh, so I will, I'll wash myself, but I'll also be stretching at the same time, and I'm actually thinking about the stretching. I'm not thinking about the washing because I'm doing that. Sort of, it's we had a hypnotist on, uh, not a hypnotist, but a clinical hypnotherapist on the show the other day on on Tipping Point, and he was talking about. I was talking about how you get people into the, into the state, and he was saying it's it's not you don't send people under. But it's just a state you get people in, a little bit like he described it, like driving. You know, when you drive somewhere and you drive along and you get home and you kind of think, did I just drive that? <laughs> you can't, you're not, you're not really fully present the whole time because you're just doing it instinctively. He described it a bit like that. And I think that's what the position is. So I'm not thinking about the action of what I'm doing, but I can concentrate on, on my hamstrings. I can concentrate on my glutes. I can concentrate on my lower back and think how that's feeling on my groin and my hip flexors while I'm practically getting on with part of my day, which I have to do. But that part of my day is not stopping me from doing yeah, it. Because yeah. the rest of the day, I'm busy talking to people, working, whatever. I can't necessarily be stretching. I can't necessarily be concentrating yeah, on it. I've, I've, um, I used to train a guy years ago now. He's a hockey player, a really good little hockey player um, as he's coming up through towards the, the, the England setup. And he was just like dead set every day. Was, he would stand on one foot and brush his teeth because he knew that he needed to practice his balance. And he, and it's in, But these things mm. add up, right? Because he, he does every single day, he does two minutes of balance, and that starts to just contribute to improving the stability, which he can then go and use in his in his uh, in his sport and i think the last point that i just think for, for people thinking about this and contextualizing it the, the body sometimes can be super super simple and if you just think about it's one principle which kind of governs it all it just is that use it or lose it so if you want to if you want to keep it you've got to find some way of holding on to it and doing some way or something or, or whenever that can be to, to actually maintain it and a little just a story for me to finish was um Karen came back in the other day and my dad is a is a really good photographer um and she'd been out with him and they'd been out for a walk with the family and, and my dad had, had his camera as he always does my dad drops in and out of a squat position like it's nothing and he's 70 this year I mean his feet are a bit external rotated his knees come a little bit but to be fair he does that like he sits properly down his haunches and Karen said you know why he can still do that so well because he's taken photos his whole life and he's always squatting down to get in different positions with the, with the cameras mm. and you're like yeah it makes yeah. sense if you if you want to maintain a movement pattern you've got to keep using it otherwise the body is going to get good at doing the things that you expose it to and if you sit all day your brain says we need to get really good at sitting because that's the stress that I'm placed under and so it starts to mold itself into those positions so it's that's just if, if you're in that state of not being able to do the things that you once could or want to be able to do you just got to take action and start to own that and start doing those things more often and the, the body will model itself back along those the, the lines of stress that you place it under which can be squatting in the shower or the world's greatest stretch or getting out for a run or, or whatever it might be yeah i think tim just mm. very quickly on that you make a great point and th- th- there's just something there that i was introduced to a lot more when we went to the the, the national circus to learn from some of their coaches and, and performance team was that the, you know, rather than, so that example of your dad squatting to take a photo, he wasn't squatting for the sake of squatting. It was like, right, I want to do this thing. And then the body just goes into that shape. So like the purpose, giving the brain like a purpose of like something it wants to, he wants to take that nice photo but just to take it, he's, he just has to get lower down to the floor. And the most efficient way to do that was to go down into the squat. So it's, it's if you can, I think there's definitely some value in finding reasons to be in those positions you want to be in rather than just being in them for the sake of being. Because the brain's a bit like, well, you, we're just doing this for the sake yeah. of it rather than it's like, right, you've got you to gotta touch your toes to pick yeah. up that shower gel in the shower, Ben, rather than, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think, but and and, and you're yeah, you're absolutely right. Which is why the world's greatest stretch works for me mm. better mm. than just doing a long hell static stretch, one pose, then going into another one. Make it a yeah. bit of flow. Make it a bit of movement. Make it a pattern that I can follow, and then get slowly better at. And I will sort of enjoy that process rather than so, yeah, yeah, yeah. The brain's bored as well. It's just like yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Got it. yeah, 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 undoubtedly. Mate, thanks so much for coming on and giving us your time. I think 
in this series that we've been doing around physical pension, um, this has been such a, a great contrast and a perspective that I think loads of people are going to get so much value out of because it's it happens to all of us without realizing. I used to be a, a very much um, active strength and conditioning coach, walking the gym floor, doing many, many hours of coaching a day. And, and since lockdown and a slight change in, in business and stuff, I've become a desk jockey. And you can, I feel it happening to me as what would mostly be defined as an active person. And it's it can just creep up on us. So I think the perspective that you're given and, and helping people to just take an honest look at themselves and, and understand what they want to do in the future will be massively valuable. So thank you for your wisdom on that. Oh, yeah, crikey. I'm not sure I can call it wisdom. Uh, that's making it sound very <laughs> grand, Tim. It's my, my yeah. It is. These are, honestly, it like, is. Let's, not, let's not play it down. These are life-changing conversations for people. Like, and, and, and it's whether people recognize it now or not, but they will do in 20 or 30 years when they can't, yeah. when they can't move in the way they want to move and they can't. I, I, do you guys see that thing that went viral around Christmas of the old guy? It was a German TV advert and the old guy was practicing lifting a kettlebell. Yes, yeah, wasn't his, that brilliant? His wife yeah. was like laughing at him, but he was doing it because yeah. he wanted to lift his granddaughter yeah. up so she could put the star on top it of the Christmas magic. tree. Right. Mm. Uh, that's life, right? And, yeah. and we need yeah. to hold on to it because it, it's that's why we... It's, yeah, those are the things we're going to remember um, when the when the days are dwindling, I think. There's a I mean, it's that sort of... Uh, it's a cliche, isn't it? <laughs> if you want to be the change you want to see and that's... Yeah. Um, I think that's that's something that if I want to see that, if I want to be like, you know, uh, if I want to be able to sort of stay agile and physically fit with my kids, and my dad's brilliant with my kids, by the way, but my kids and their, and, and hopefully their kids beyond that, then now's when I'm going to have to sort of have one eye on that because I'm aware that my mm-hmm. body is, is, you know, isn't quite what it was. So I have to be respectful of that and understand mm-hmm. that. Um, and it's annoying and it's frustrating and uh, it's aggravating, but it's also inspiring as well, I think, because I'm learning to be a bit more patient with myself. And that's another thing that I, I struggle with. Jacko, do you want to sign us off? Um, yeah, so Ben, um, I can definitely relate to not being, <laughs> being patient with things. But And if someone was <laughs> particularly impatient, they're like, right, I want to go and follow Ben's uh, physical pension journey and, and find <laughs> out more about his strap-ons and all these other things and try and find out, does he actually wear trousers when he's wearing that strap on underneath the, the desk like where can they where's the best place to find you i've always got a very smart suit on jacka you know how smart i am i'm sure uh, do you wear trousers? Do, do you does any is that like that's obviously just a joke but does anyone actually play to that and like do anything a bit weird like underneath the desk or anything like that is that no you're the only weird okay, one that's here fine. trying to i haven't got any pants on now if that makes on. anyone feel more or less comfortable <laughs> less <laughs> Uh, well, I the majority of the stuff that I do physically, whether it's stuff with you guys or with Steve, I train with all the guys down in Bristol, uh, James Starks and those guys is on my, um, Instagram, Ben Shepherd official is, uh, is my Instagram address or Ben Shepherd at Ben Shepherd on Twitter as well. Occasionally I'll put stuff on there too. Uh, if anyone is remotely interested, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that inspires me and wants and keeps me inspired. And I get inspired by looking, I get inspired by following you guys. As you know, I found an Instagram and, and then watching, you know, people, you know, redefining their impossible. I, I, I think that's just such a magical mm. moment when you look at those people that have set themselves a goal and then they just go and achieve it. I, I can celebrate every single one of those moments with them. And that's great. Yeah, no, that's the, yeah, that's the amazing part of the community. You can find Ben, you'll know, because he's, he's the one with the blue tick. It doesn't need to be Ben Shepard official. It's just Ben Shepard. Oh, no, no, okay. it is official. I just looked at it. Just, just saying, yes, you're right. You are Ben Shepard. Yeah, you know, it's, but it's, I'm saying it doesn't need to be. I think, I think though, you've got to be careful, because I think there is a Ben Shepard uh, who is the bass player in Pearl Jam. Uh, also, I bet also there's some guy. fake one Ben Shepard accounts as well. Like, you, sure. I mean, I've got get, two. Oh, yeah, there's plenty of those. That I run. All pictures with the no trousers on the desks. Yeah, stop it, stop it. The blue tick is the one, but you can, I think it might be Soundgarden. The bass player in Soundgarden is called Ben Shepard, so I'll get some quite interesting, if they've had a gig, I get quite a lot of nice messages <laughs> about how good the gig was. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's sign it off. It's gone, it's, it's actually from this at night, it's gone dark, we can't see each other anymore. So Ben, thanks again for coming on to the podcast and uh, we look forward to following your uh, your journey. And um, the, yeah, I'm going to watch, watch Tipping Point and I'm going to be enjoying seeing you looking super comfortable, not in pain in, in a few months to come. Tight glutes. That's the one. Thanks, man. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thanks. Cheers, boys. Great to see you.
So a massive thanks again to Ben to coming on to the podcast. A guy who really inspires us. He he's properly sort of gets after the stuff in life and from a career and training perspective. And it was just great to hear his reflections on how he also probably shares very much of a similar mindset to myself and Jacko around thinking about that longevity in our training and, and taking that proactive approach, making sure that day to day now we're starting to set ourselves up for the life we want to live for the rest of our life. Yeah. Uh- I love conversations with people like Ben because you just get energized by them and it sort of it inspires me to not only yeah the 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 whole thing about investing our physical pension like I am on board with that already and it encourages me to like carry on with that but equally like it encourages me to be I'm like I want to be one of those like guys that energizes everybody else as well if you know what I mean and even when like even when he's talking about um, so, you know, even when we're talking about something that, like, we might be talking about an old injury or something that's still tr- struggling, struggling, uh, uh, you're struggling with. It's like I don't know, just said with a tone of like, like you said, he's, he's still getting after it, and um, and yeah, I want to, I want to be, I want to be like that guy as well. So uh, it's uh, I always find it encouraging speaking with Ben and people just like him have you ever been on a quiz show jacko i don't think I, i've never been on <laughs> and i don't think i would like to go on one. Um, i can't help but feel like i would embarrass myself uh, so funny story tim and those here's a little treat for people that listen all the way to the end of the podcast have have i have you jacko been on a tv show well, i know the answer to this um, question so i thought i'd just tee you up to tell a story before oh, you, i thought today. i thought you didn't know this so then i was like hey, but you know my uh, it's it's fair to say like my um i, I come from an histo- uh, a family of tv my brother was on um finders keepers can you remember that no. finders keepers as a kid anyway i um <laughs> I got a very weird email from they when it was back when I was playing rugby and I had my mullet and uh, something came through in the rugby club where there was a, a TV company was searching for people with mullets because they needed them for this TV show and it's a well-known ITV show it was on prime time Saturday evenings but I think it only had one or two series um, called the odd one in and most people won't have remember won't remember it because it was such short lives but the odd one in, you can it's on youtube you can google it on youtube um yeah and i i was one of like four people with mullets and then there was a guy with a fake mullet on and the it was a it was a um, coronation street special so the guests the the, the contestant or the people that, that uh, were having to guess were people from coronation street now other people are excited. I never, I've never watched Coronation Street in my life, so I didn't know who any of these people were. The, 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 the main person was supposed to be Peter Andre. I was supposed to meet Peter Andre. I was going to be so excited about. It. I was going to do the whole Mister oh, 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 with Peter Andre and all that, and take my shirt off, and we were going to just lather each other up. But it never happened. Anyway, I was one of four people with a mullet, and then there was a guy with a fake mullet, and they had to guess which one was the right, the fake mullet or not. And did they get it right? Um, I don't think they did. It was very weird. It's, it sounds it, weird. It sounds, yes. I mean, it sounds extremely weird. And hence why I probably only got two seasons on TV. Um, yeah. But I don't... Yeah, well, Ben didn't invite us on to Tipping Point. I don't think... I don't know if I would do it or not. But anyway... I think, to be honest, we haven't actually broached... What we need to do... We, we need to ask him. I'll WhatsApp him. Yeah, that's right, people. I've got him on WhatsApp. Yeah, we'll actually, WhatsApp him. Go, go. How about getting Tim and Jacko on Tipping Point? None of the guests of this physical pension series have actually invited us on to anything. Jason didn't invite us on to the NFL show, which is good because... We know very little about. I think it's a bit. It's a bit of a push to get us on the NFL um, show. Greenwood's not asked us to be on Will, Sky. No, Will Greenwood invited us to his big festival. Yeah, he's organising. He yeah. yeah, it felt like a bit of a lurch. It's more like, do you want to pop down rather than like an actual <laughs> invite? It's like, it, I, 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 it's sort of invitation because he says basically I'm not one of his mates either. If you listen to that episode, so I suspect I'll be paying full price to go uh, to his festival. And then, um, yeah, yeah, he did. He did say I could come in for free. I don't think this. Got do you a TV know what this show. feels like right now? I've a conversation we should have recording yeah, a podcast. Yeah, exactly. and we're just having we're just having a chat. A conversation we probably shouldn't have so had just on, to on the podcast. But anyway, it's, it's on there now. For the re- <laughs> if you haven't reviewed, let's finish this day. Review, review, review. Give us some whether you're on whether you're SoundCloud, Apple, iPhone, Android, Anchor, wherever you listen to your podcasting podcast. Then. Uh, What's that? Commodore 64, Mega 500, Spectrum ZX. I don't know that they do podcasts. But anyway, give us a review, show us some love, spread the love, spread the uh, spread the love of the, uh, the 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 podcast that was formerly known as the Scorecard Sense podcast, which is now the Movement Strength and Play podcast. Say something like, "I'm glad that the boys don't take themselves too seriously." <laughs> Off the back yeah. of that, have you, recent performance today? Have you listened? 
all the way to the end of their <laughs> podcast. There's some real treats and gems at the end. Right, that's a five-minute outro. We better get off. <laughs> um, until next time, keep exploring your physical potential with movement, strength, and play. Class dismissed.